Welcome to Dead Talk. Hello, hello, hello. We're back. We're back, and it's again in the studio. <laughs> I feel like I've had so much fear from last time, like PTSD. Yeah. That I was like, we're never coming back. I was like, oh, it was nice while it lasted. Cool, so that's it. That's it. It's done. Um, no, we're here. We're back in the studio again, recording um, this week's episode. Uh, this week is going to be quite a big topic. Yeah. Like, um, I think we should definitely put quite a few trigger warnings at the start of this episode. We're going to be talking yeah. about Sarah Everard and um, just violence against women in general. So mm-hmm. if this episode is going to trigger you and it's not going to be something you want to engage with this week, totally fair. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you next week. Um, There's a lot of hard stuff around in the news right now. Yeah. So take care of your mind if you don't mm-hmm. want to be listening to doom and gloom. Not that it's all doom and gloom. But no, exactly. Just I think it's do weird. what's right for you. There's definitely a lot of, um, like, I felt like this and I had to take myself off social yeah. media at one point kind of last week because you feel like this responsibility to be engaging in that kind mm-hmm. of stuff because it's like, th- there is a responsibility absolutely to educate yourself and do what you can. But yeah, you're no use to anyone. Is the biggest lesson I've learned when you are completely fried in the brain. Yeah, and emotionally drained. Like, mm-hmm. um, when everything happened at the vid- at her vigil, mm. I was like, I actually can't watch it. Um, no. and had to just like turn the news off. It really upset me. Obviously, obviously upset. Yeah, women. But, um, yeah. So if this is going to be that for you, then please don't listen to it. Exactly. Otherwise, Otherwise, enjoy. Welcome, enjoy. <laughs> Um, how are you in general? What's yeah, going on? I'm good. Um, I've recently started a new job, so that's really, really good. I'm loving it. Very. Um, I suppose with any job, though, it's just intense. Like it's a lot to learn in a short space of time. A yeah. lot of new faces. Mm. Um, a lot of commuting. A lot of leaving oh, yeah, the house, which is weird in COVID. <laughs> um, do you feel like? Do you feel like you're in a bit of an apocalypse? Like you, sh- like you're leaving the house way more than anyone I know right now. Yeah. I don't know because this is the thing with me like I thought that but I actually think I'm quite adaptable because it doesn't mm. feel weird at oh. all but um I don't know if that's just because I've had 21 years of that being normal and one year of it not so maybe it just feels more normal I guess to leave so the house. yeah I guess but I'm leaving to go to work and then really not doing anything else so it's a weird um I guess limbo period mm. but no I'm really good it's nice to be doing something new um, and how are you, Miss? Congratulations are in due, guys. Round of applause. Thank you, thank you. I just got a Our job. girl is a grown-up girl. I know. I just got an actual big boy job. Big boy job. Um, yeah, I just got a job. That's fun. Doing kind of content. Do you feel like like the world is now your oyster? I Until you start it, you can do whatever the fuck you want and not feel bad about not being productive or anything. No, do you know what it is? Is that I feel like I've been in the trenches of <laughs> like the blitz. Um, that's not the right. Blitz is like in London is me like I was like in the trenches of blitz. No, I feel like I've been I was living in the blackout, mate. Like in the trenches on the front line, just every day scrambling to survive, <laughs> applying to wearing your gas mask to get a gas yeah, a helmet oxygen. to like a helmet to log on to LinkedIn <laughs> and see like literally. So pleased oh. to announce my new grad scheme. Oh, like, girl, girl, I'm a LinkedIn influencer. Yeah, now. I will be on there. So yeah, quick funny story before we um get into the episode so i've literally been applying for jobs for like what nine months yeah like so long um 
and I was like, no, fuck this. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post, I'm gonna redesign my CV, make it look extremely aesthetically pleasing. Um, just like completely, it's like smoke and mirrors. Like, yeah. I'm not qualified for any of these jobs. Just give she me something. She did a pie chart on it. Yeah, I did put a pie chart on it. It's my fucking hobbies, which included <laughs> running. <laughs> okay, girl, good one. Ooh, okay, the, yeah, li- the literal only run you've done is the gin run. Yeah, the, the gin 5k, where I was absolutely smashed by the end. I love running. Um, please, ask me about my running. Live, laugh, and run. <laughs> live, laugh, run. Um, no, like literally. So I put the CV on, link, like posted it as a post on LinkedIn. Yeah. Because I kept seeing all these CVs going, Entrepreneurial, bitch. Well, exactly. I kept seeing all these CVs like going absolutely viral um, on LinkedIn and like people customizing their CVs for like jobs they really wanted. And I was like, first of all, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, I love how it's too good for me. It doesn't, hasn't had a job, like hasn't had a full-time job. A few more months of, of not full-time job and you would have been doing that. Yeah, I literally would have like Tesco every little helps at the top <laughs> of my CV, all in blue and red, like, hi. Um, but no, I posted my CV and tagged this like, gr- this profile on LinkedIn or whatever called Girls in Marketing. And I was like, girl, like, oh, like, thanks for the help from girls in marketing. Like, I updated my CV because I saw people tagging them and, like, in full transparency, just getting loads of likes. So I was yeah. like, fuck it. Like, who cares? Yeah. Posted it. It currently has, like, 15,000 views. What? Yeah. Like, it's actually, it's like how I got the job right now. Yeah. That I just got. So, literally, just random, like, 50 year old white men from America being like, sharing my post, being like, good luck to this girl. <laughs> like hell yeah phil thanks <laughs> thank you so much so that's so interesting though because mm-hmm. it's almost like now to stand out and to get, like whilst i could commend you fully it's almost like that is so much work to just get a job do you know what i mean i know i know like now to even be noticed it's like not even doing the job application to be itself, fair though, it's like I selling think, yourself i think right now is a completely different time like there's yeah. so many people applying for jobs which hopefully is turning a corner soon yeah um but like so that post like that cv got sent to um like who's now my manager yeah um and that's how like she because she got in touch with me she got in touch with me girly <laughs> she slid into my dm she, she and was i was like, like please enough i have had enough dms no. <laughs> literally had like random people messaging me being like have you ever thought about moving to singapore <laughs> i was like no i haven't no but give me a few months and maybe i'll reconsider offer me a job offer me a salary and i'm thinking about it but anyway that's no um, i'm so proud of you thanks look at us like this time a year ago both full-time working girls what? Well, so, from this time last year, who'd have thought? We are now full-time working Yeah, that girls. didn't make it make Yeah, sense. I was like, no, we weren't. This time <laughs> last year, nope, nope, no. Nope. This time last year, we were going into lockdown, both not feeling great about life. No. Still students being like, what are we doing? Just moved out of our flat. Just moved out of our flat prematurely because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, both heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> both going through it. Both going through it. And now, here we are. Us. Thriving women. Who did that? I mean, literally not me, really not Never me. us, never <laughs> both of us. Anyway, let's get started on the episode. We've got loads to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about um, Sarah Everard, but the, like, really important conversation that's been going on this past, like, two weeks now um, in regards to women's safety, yeah. the violence against women, and the kind of, like, concept of, like, femicide as well. Yeah. Um, so 
just to recap, we obviously we can't go, we can't dissect um, the events surrounding Sarah Everard that much because obviously all of this is still allegedly mm-hmm. um, because the man Wayne who got arrested, um, he's not been convicted yet. Yeah. So we can't um, go into it too much. It's still an ongoing case, is what I'm saying. But Sarah Everard was 33. Yeah. Um, and she was walking home from her friend's house. She went, she just actually got a job and she was going around to her friend's house with a bottle of wine to celebrate. And she was walking home afterwards and didn't make it home. And this was in Clapham yeah. in London, which is like a really populated area, like yeah. really popular area. Popular well. and populated. And like a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was listening to a really interesting podcast last night and on the way here that was talking about how Clapham... London in general, but Clapham is like, should be one of the most surveyed areas in, as far as CCTV in like the world. Mm-hmm. And like London is, you know, you, you can't go anywhere without being on CCTV. Yeah. And the one part in which the time frame that like internet sleuths and like um, detectives on the case and stuff have figured out the, the section in which she has to have been taken and kidnapped is three quarters of a mile that just doesn't have cctv and that's it on like the entire walk home so that's quite calculated would you say it's extremely calculated no it has to be calculated i think yeah um so yeah so she was um all allegedly but kidnapped by um who's now been uh, arrested and charged who's a was a serving metropolitan police officer do you think that's how he would have known yeah i think so i think i think so i don't know maybe it is I mean, to be fair, if you think about it, if we were walking down a, a lane, I could probably look at a part, part and say, oh, that's not yeah. well lit or has CCTV. Mm-hmm. Like you can, I would imagine you can recognise that. So yeah. you don't have to know the area and all the CCTV cameras. But mm. yeah, I think to an extent there has to be I mean, knowledge. Yeah, also to say is that like it's clearly premeditated and calculated. Yeah. Um, this wasn't like a surprise. No attack but it's weird so um i was listening to this podcast and listening more about um who's been charged and what with and all that and um so he was the police officer he's been charged with um kidnapping and now on the murder Mm -hmm. of her um and the human remains were found in kent and they have been identified as her haven't they now yeah through dental records yeah and his wife has been arrested too did you know this no his wife has been arrested um for like aiding an accomplice right so the i'll link the podcast that i was listening to down below but she had a lot of um information on the actual crime and what's going on right now with people being charged and um what they are guessing happened again all allegedly but what they're guessing happened is that he kidnapped Sarah and um, took him, so created a fake warrant mm-hmm. um, and took her into his police van. So he was off duty, Jesus but Christ. he was most likely driving home yeah. from work. So he worked in London, but lived in Kent. Right. And he was most likely driving home from his shift and he got Sarah into the back of his police van and did whatever he did, which we don't know yet. Um, and most likely went home to Kent and told his wife what had happened, and then she aided and abetted 
um, with that crime. Right. So then, it, like, again, all assumed, all allegedly, but they obviously most likely took her body to the woods in Kent and that's where they, like, disposed of her body yeah. and then left. So I didn't know his wife was, like, involved at all. No, I had no all. idea. I didn't even know he had a wife. No, I did. I knew he had a wife and kids. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway, <sighs> that's the... That is the, like, whole framework of what has angered, like, women united all around, like, not just the UK, but all... Yeah. I mean, that podcast I was listening to was a woman in Australia. So... And I've seen loads of people, um, even in the States, talking about this, which is like, at this, like a week ago, I wouldn't have thought that because it kind of seemed like a UK-wide thing yeah. we were enraged about. But now I think... It's gone pretty global. Yeah. I think partly it's great and partly it's not the way that... It, well, not great at all, but the same way that George Floyd's death sparked this whole movement with the Black Lives Matter, it seems that Sarah Ever... Everard or Everard, right? Everard, I keep saying it wrong. Um, has sparked this conversation surrounding men's violence against women. Um, but it like slightly annoys me that that even has to there has to be a catalyst. Like, yeah. But I suppose, like in the grand scheme of things, if you want anything to change, you have to overlook that's some true things. Um, so overall, from like I think it's great how. This has sparked a conversation, but there's a few things that we want to like discuss and talk about surrounding that generally. Yeah. Um, because it's not, I mean, of course it's about Sarah, but it's also about a wider societal issue um, that is often talked about the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, like even we were talking about earlier, like violence against women, um, which this guy, I don't know if you saw this, but the guy Jackson, what's his name? Yeah, it was, Jackson, it was Jackson Kaz, I think. Yeah. He was saying that there's so much power in language and the words that we say. <clears throat> and when we say violence against women, mm -hmm. it's like quite victim blamey because it's, you know, women are this passive agent, passive yeah. with no autonomy, like the violence is being done to them mm -hmm. rather than engaging and including the perpetrator which is most generally men and of course women commit violence against men and women commit violence against women but overwhelmingly societally largely it's men committing violence against women or other men absolutely so you know not including them the agent the provocateur for example in the sentence in which you're talking the subject matter you're talking about like it just completely frames the whole argument in the wrong way yeah exactly so if you're talking about violence against women well it's men's violence against women yeah you know what men I mean? are so violent. like be specific and it's more of a tongueful or mouthful to say but it's more accurate but then is it only a tongueful or mouthful or is it more awkward for us to say because we've only said it the other way yeah you know? exactly like, is it really um yeah i mean so the guy that we're talking about was um he's done a lot of talks on podcasts and mm -hmm. um like TED talks and stuff about um yeah this kind of like attitude and um awareness and language um that men have around this topic which is violence against women yeah. it's interesting that you say that so I the um video that I watched that he was in he talked about language and he used a really good example which was Mary was beaten by John 
Yeah. In comparison to John beat Mary. Yeah. And it is like it's it sounds it's I can almost hear people in my head and by people I mean fucking it's like the Moz being upset yeah. about Harry. Like, do you know what I mean? I can hear the people in my head like discussing how trivial all that is and like how political correctness and it's not political correctness. It's so it's actually just accuracy in what you're saying. Exactly. Because you know, you look at look up any statistics on men's violence against women. Mm. Like sixty two thousand women were raped. No, sixty two thousand men raped women. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean obviously not all of those sixty thousand would have been men. Yeah. But it's like it's just again the passiveness and lack of agency and autonomy given to women through language. Yeah. Because absolutely. They're not like numbers on a page and it's not their problem to fix, mm. but it's their problem to endure. Yeah, I mean? absolutely. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a really good point that it's not their problem to fix, but to endure. Mm -hmm. That kind of like leads us into what I think is the kind of bulk of what this episode is about, and yeah. it's the the attitude and the perception that we all have around this and how that needs to change. Um, like I think. This is the thing is everyone knows this, that like on the back of Sarah Everard, right? When you logged on to Instagram in the last two weeks, logged on, <laughs> what age am I? When you went onto Instagram over the last two weeks and you went through stories, you saw statistics, you saw um, posts sharing information, resources, um, graphics that were just designed to like lift women up and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Who who was reposting those? It wasn't yeah. it wasn't guys. It wasn't the men that I follow. Um, I was about to be like, and I follow a lot of men. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't look into it. Um, no, but like I have loads of guy friends, yeah. and it's extremely disheartening to see an influx of other women um, sharing these posts that are talking about. The attitude like it's this is so interesting like when it comes to violence against women let's talk about it it's like it's it's a gender issue right mm -hmm. so it's disproportionately like you said violence against women caused by men disproportionately men are violent towards women yeah in murder and sexual assault and yeah. rape any any category of that the, and you're higher risk again disproportionately if you're uh person of colour, mm -hmm. ethnic minority, queer, yeah. any of that, like, exactly. again, you're more and more and more high, more exposed and higher risk to violence from men. Yeah. So we, we can accept that it's a gender issue because mm -hmm. it's why are, why are men inflicting violence on women, other men, but like disproportionately men are the, yeah. the perpetrator. Yeah. But with this conversation of gender issue, I think we automatically think okay, and this is leading back to what this um, Jackson guy said, it's like a women's issue. And then we get to a point where an issue that we're talking about that is caused disproportionately by men erases men completely. Yeah, from and the men, conversation. Men aren't, men aren't including themselves in this conversation. Yeah. But like, girl, you've got the answers. Yeah. Like, you are the one, you are the, you are part of this problem. Yeah. And I think my issue and my frustration comes from i i'm like i'm thinking of certain guys that i know from like school from university just in my social group right 
people that I am friends with, obviously, I would love to think right now, in the circle of network of friends I have, do I think any of them are rapists or murderers? <laughs> no, I don't. And that's kind of the standard I hold for myself yeah. when it comes to friends. Like, <laughs> I don't think they are. But even if that's completely 100% true, every single guy I have had a friendship with or encounter with that's positive, even if every single one of them hasn't been violent or, um, yeah, like raped or sexually assaulted a woman or a guy, then even if that's not true, you absolutely have a role in this. Yeah. You absolutely are not like no longer needed. You don't need to look at these conversations that are going on in social media and think, oh, well, that's, it's fine because it's not me. Yeah. I'm not that guy. So I think the way it's, I think, I don't know, like a lot of guys interpret the issues like, well, obviously I'm not um, violent or in any way a part of this, like these guys are sick, like I'm not like that. Well, mm -hmm. of course, but also, first of all, bars on the ground, if that's what you deem to be like. <laughs> yeah a good man in the 21st century Absolutely. like that's pretty standard but then they just disengage completely and mm -hmm. it's like but it's not just acts of physical violence it's like okay well are you like resharing on on social media or like are you up to date with what's going on in the world like do you understand the issues do you understand why women feel threatened are you like calling out somebody that's made a fucking rape joke in your friend group yeah or are you calling out someone that sexualized a woman in the workplace yeah that's like inappropriate like it's it's standing up moralistically as well as like physically um for women in your life and not in not even just that you know personally because i think a lot of guys i know especially like obviously care about the woman in their lives and would protect them the way they would protect their male friends like it's just mm -hmm. friendship whatever but like for people that they don't know I wonder if they would do the same like yeah um it's really interesting reading about for example uh sexual assaults or attacks or acts of violence on public transport right um and like people don't anything men and women and I can understand like women feel threatened and men probably do as well but it's like then they just become bystanders of this like violent attack absolutely and it just takes like one person to step in and be like what's going on and that just like blows my mind to be honest because if you're like a white straight male you've got a lot of privilege mm. and I think that you should use that um but yeah it's also like I think men feel like women can often be quite finger pointy and be yeah like, well like you use your privilege like you're so lucky and it, I understand that it's not as simple as like you know it's like what are you willing to sacrifice for this issue like you know you could be worried about losing your job if it's your boss that's making sexualizing comments mm -hmm. um about women in the workplace so like okay but then maybe just like pull them aside and say it makes you feel uncomfortable or like speak to other people engage that level of interest and like write a formal complaint like i don't know there's ways around it that you can still address it even if it's not in that moment yeah um and it's like having a bit more of like a clearer like not living with tunnel blinkers and like looking around and I don't know just being slightly more engaged with people that aren't you yeah or your absolutely gender. and I think it's what you said there about um public transport so we asked people on our story yeah um 
if they were obviously we're not going to use any names at all um we're going to keep everything anonymous but we asked people in our story if they had any stories that they wanted to share about um we asked like what was one time that um a man has made you feel unsafe in public and weird that you just said that there was uh, someone that replied to that story and said that when they were a teenager they had gotten onto the train and literally opposite them on the train there was a guy touching himself just looked like dead in the eye just looking at her and like she couldn't move because she's like paralyzed with fear Mm -hmm. and it's interesting like with what you're saying about when you aren't actively doing something if you're in that situation say and you don't do something because it's extremely uncomfortable for you how uncomfortable do you think she fucking felt yeah like it's just it's really frustrating it's it's kind of i do i understand that i understand these conversations aren't the easiest thing to do and for me to sit here and be like well how do you think we fucking feel like doesn't help it doesn't help but and like we've all been in situations where upon reflection like i wish i'd said something or I oh wish yeah I'd behaved differently yeah and it's like like we're not sitting here being like you need to be perfect and like you need to stand up no. all the time but i don't know i just think what frustrates me is there's a complete lack of acknowledgement that this is even missing in the world yeah and i don't know like a lot of my i think as well as you grow older things do generally get better with the guys in your life but Mm -hmm. I remember like so many instances of completely overtly sexualizing women when I was younger like around guys and it's almost like um it's less to do with the well it is to do with the woman but it's like guys trying to one-up each other yeah and this whole like weird spectacle of like macho strength yeah and like oh i'd like fuck her and blah 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 like i'd let her blah 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 and it's just like grim to be a bystander of that being like is that how people like is that all women are viewed as yeah is that what people say about me um i don't know and 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 then it's like also if someone says that about you it's almost like you're meant to be flattered oh yeah 100 percent. which i hate like it's horrible which at, which at 17 and 18 i definitely thought was what i was meant to yeah think. like 100 percent. yeah and like i think you know that's where the disconnect happens with the guys in our lives say mm-hmm. your network of friends that are guys and my network of friends that are guys the disconnect that happens when like say for example on twitter on instagram people have been sharing instances in which stuff like that has happened mm-hmm. like the story that i just said yeah. about the person that replied to our story so you know i have many stories which i'm sure you do yeah and like for example when i was leaving why not the nightclub in edinburgh i remember one time i a guy kind of followed me out and was chatting to me we were like coming out the stairs uh, to leave and this guy was just chatting to me and he was like nice lovely yeah. fair enough whatever um and i had a boyfriend at the time but i was just chatting to him because he was friendly and he was nice um i think he was talking about how fucking busy it was and i was like yes it is rather busy <laughs> um and then i kind of veered out and the the path that i was going very obviously wasn't the one that he was going to go like the the side of edinburgh that he was going to and like he changed it and i clocked that and i was like this is weird yeah um so I started walking and it was like still chatting to him, whatever. And then like kind of went on my phone and kind of made it obvious. that I was like texting someone. Yeah. Um, 
and he kind of quickly turned to like okay well you know i like where are you going like are you going home like can i come with home with you like um blah blah all this like just general chat i don't really remember exactly mm. what he said um and i was like oh well i've like i've got a boyfriend i'm good like i'm just gonna walk home and i remember specifically saying like oh, he's meeting me at the end of the street which yeah. he fucking wasn't um and he was like all oh, right okay and i remember specifically him saying no he's not and i was like that's terrifying yeah that you just said that like as in like i'm good like i know your boyfriend's not there so like i'm fucking fine i yeah. can do whatever i want yeah and me being like a mouthy little cunt sorry i was a bit vulgar <laughs> but I, I just realized what i just said i was like <laughs> um i just turned around and i was like i'm not fucking interested so like beat it yeah and he turned around to me and was like what the fuck did you just say and I was like, okay, like go away, but like more scared. Yeah. <laughs> All mouth and was like, well. <sighs> um, and he grabbed me and pushed me up against a wall, and my face was cut like here on my face. And this was in first year of uni. It was because yeah. I was going back to my halls, and he pushed me up against the wall, and like, it was just so bizarre. But my point is that story is one of loads. Yeah. And not the worst of stories. And I know lots of women have very similar stories, but I know for a fact that when the guys who follow me on Twitter and Instagram that I know from fucking school, that I know f like just being pals, like being out, being university, my, my friend group from work or whatever, they are horrified but can separate themselves from that so much because yeah. they know that they wouldn't do that. But that guy who did that, who was at that club, had pals that he was with and he was cool, he was nice, he was friendly, he was lovely. That guy that did that is your friend. Yeah. And that guy that did that and all the other men that have done horrible things and like violated women in whatever way, they are people that you know. And you have a responsibility when it comes, when that guy, like, go backtrack to a week ago, say that guy said to somebody, oh, this, like, fat bitch, like, I don't know, I'm making this up, but, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this fat bitch wouldn't um, come home with me, like, she's a, like, whatever, like, um, blah, blah, or even all these jokes of, like, um, I could fucking get her if I wanted to, or, like, you know, like, these insinuations of yeah. even rape, which is, like, I know that men make those jokes if that guy last week said something and you'd called him out maybe he wouldn't have done that to me i also wonder like is it so ingrained and so like whatever that he even would remember that as an incident i no and also yeah like it's fucking rank people like the way people speak they're like oh like i'd rape a mcdonald's yeah like what what on earth yeah and where does that come from and like, is that not just a perfect example of the way that um, sexual violence is ingrained and normalized in culture to the extent in which it's like synonymous with a fucking takeaway? Yeah, exactly. And this is this goes back to this goes back to the argument of political correctness, um, where that could be deemed as oh well, it's just a joke. But it's like yeah, but unpack why that's you a joke. You could literally use any other word. You could use any other word, and like. And then, like, so, like people I know say that. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. People like, oh, I could rape a Chinese. Yeah. Like that. Like that's oh, like on a Sunday when I'm hungover. Like I'm just going to tweet. I could rape a Chinese. Right. Okay. So, but let's really, if you're going to make the argument of me being extremely sensitive to 
um, that joke. Let's 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 hash it out. Let's make this argument. Okay, so you're just making a joke. It's just a joke. You don't mean it in any way. But what you're doing is demoralizing and completely diminishing what is a horrific event to this to the point of like I'm just going to place it in this joke because I don't think it's like I don't think it's yeah. I'm not even and I don't gonna acknowledge you don't, how, you're not meaning it in its actual like um definition you're not using it in that way but can you not appreciate that you it's like somebody doesn't mean what they mean when they say oh, i'd rape them yeah of course not i'm not but, dumb yeah exactly like, know like we know that but so and what you're still saying it it's like that kind of situation is so unbelievably insulting yeah as so i was raped when i was 19 and as anyway <laughs> not gonna get upset because I'm more angry and I'm more like desperate for change in education than I am upset but as somebody who has experienced that like in all facets how dare you yeah like how I know, I know. dare you diminish like you have no concept of that situation and you have no concept of what people like myself and other victims of rape even have had to pull themselves out of to be alive and yeah. be here today you know and it's like <laughs> do i see someone tweet oh i could rape a chinese and lose it no i don't but it's it's insulting as fuck like fuck of course off. it is and it's like little digs in your everyday life little triggers little um reminders of how the lack of like structural support that you got or received mm, mm -hmm. um and just the way that it's cast aside and like oh it's just so frustrating because this is like the same point we keep coming back to is like yes of course people don't mean what they say really when they're saying would rape a chinese for mm. example or i'd fuck her till whatever blah blah blah, blah when that girl walks past yeah like First of all, no, you wouldn't. But like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you we understand you don't mean that, but you know, change your language, recognize, acknowledge, listen to people. Yeah. Um. Hear like in Lucy's voice how awful that is to even talk about, and then imagine having to encounter that day after day after day after day. Yeah. And I think, like, I'm so unbelievably sick of women being branded as mental bra burning feminists or like not even because that's quite an older term now but like just like the bitch that posts far too much shit on instagram or like yeah. constantly resharing like all these things or like it's a, like i think a lot of men see women reposting shit like that and it's like this like trendy identity thing and like oh fucking shut up or like, the people are like oh it's so performative yeah like so performative and just like fucking give it a rest and all that shit i am so sick of being branded as that because i am merely asking for women to no longer be murdered sexually assaulted <laughs> raped violated yeah like fuck off and like because it is not our problem and because it's not women committing violence like really what what can you do other than try and educate and spread the word like if there was something that we could physically do that would replace sharing things on instagram do you not think we would do it like oh yeah exactly do you think i think like i feel 
utterly, I was talking about this last night with Tom and I think a lot of women will relate to this feeling, unfortunately, with the whole situation with Sarah Everard. I felt, and this stems back to shit that I've been through and shit that my friends have been through and et cetera. And, you know, it stems to every woman, mm -hmm. but it's just this feeling of helplessness because what everybody's saying and is entirely true is we are all Sarah Everard mm -hmm. and what Sarah did, Sarah did all the right fucking things. She yeah. wrote, she, sorry, she wore running shoes um, to walk home, like suitable shoes to run in to get home in. Like if you think of the checkpoints that we all as women go through when it comes to walking home alone, right? Yeah. She wore bright colored clothing to be seen and recognizable on CCTV. She was on the phone to her fucking boyfriend, which I know all of us have done. Yeah. I've done it for years of yeah. like, I'm walking home alone. I'm on the phone to my boyfriend. Or share your live location. Or share your I live location. Yep. Like find like my leaving friends. leaving now. This, this is where I am right now. Yeah. I'm 10 minutes, should be home in five minutes. You know, like exactly. constant stream of updates. Constant like, communication. She did every single thing that you are supposed to do. And this still happened to her. And the helplessness that I felt in correlation to our own experience as women, no matter what has happened to you, is completely devastating. And yeah. I don't think any guy who is being silent on social media, for example, um, or being silent in their friend group can ever understand that. Yeah. Because you don't know what it's like to see that shit and know fine well that, you know, whether you're a victim of sexual assault or anything like that, we all know what it's like to think in our heads, like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Like, this can still happen to people. Yeah. And as women, it's just something we have to what accept now. Yeah. I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that that should be the case. And I think that it starts with men. It starts with you calling out your fucking friends who say shit because your friend is the guy who does that. Yeah. You know, your pal is that guy. And if you're if you're uncomfortable with having yeah, let me frame it this way. If you're uncomfortable having that conversation with your friend, if you feel nervous and anxious to call out your friend who is talking about women like that or is inappropriate with women like that, how uncomfortable do you think it felt for me to hear people say like, oh, that guy um, is sound, but he's a bit weird with girls. That's it. That's all. That's the only thing I heard about mm -hmm like a man that did horrific things to me and it's like <laughs> sorry guys getting a bit <laughs> getting a bit much but no it's like no it's not like yeah. it's important it's important it's an important conversation if you're uncomfortable having that the re the repercussions of you not doing that are massive yeah and i think um i don't know like it does not take much to make a commoner even literally make a face yeah like yeah. signal your discomfort or like lack of support on what that person said and it makes the whole world of difference like mm -hmm. i remember once walking through the meadows um in the daylight and oh also like sarah did all the right things and like that's what you said but also like so like you shouldn't even have to no, do no no of course and not. there's hundreds of thousands of women that are killed every day in all sorts like circumstances um especially like 
women of color. There was a woman in Ireland that was killed, shot on the street last mm. year, and she got hardly any media coverage. She was um, a Chinese immigrant, I believe, in right. um, ch- in in China, <laughs> in Ireland. Mm. And I read, I saw this article, and I was like, I never heard a word of that. So it's like also interesting what the media decide to to make a tragedy yeah you know because they're mean? in control of all yeah, of it yeah exactly but yeah anyway i was um walking to the meadows bright daylight walking to work with one of my male friends and this guy walked past well they were like a group of guys and they were like young and this guy shouted at me like oh let's see your tits right like kind of fucking whatever like you get it all the time mm-hmm. but i was like fuck off like and i was really taken aback because i was like well this isn't like the normal context in which i would <laughs> expect that to happen um no. and, and i kind of like was like and looked at him in a weird way and my guy friend didn't say anything at all just like continued walking and then afterwards I said to him, I was like, oh, like, did you hear what he said? And he was like, oh yeah, like really good, like fucking grim. And it's this whole thing of like, um, you know, guys, a lot of men, I think like to be like, oh, if I ever saw a guy doing that, like I'd fucking beat him up or whatever. <laughs> um, okay, we'll do it. Like, <laughs> so when have you ever, go did for I it. Did I ever show you, did I ever show you this TikTok? Did I send you this? It was like, no, girl, but I think I've seen it. And she's like, um, like it's like oh my boyfriend says this it's like if I ever fucking saw your abusive babe like I beat him up and all this okay well here's his address <laughs> here's his number go ahead I know. come on you're all talk like it, yeah but you that's, but that's funny I guess but it's like people do do that oh absolutely it's like the lack of or the cognitive dissonance between thinking that you in whatever situation would of course protect women girls anybody in danger to actually doing it yeah step up then like step step up up. and we all have a role to play like i'm sure we could all do more and it's not like you need to be fucking like clark kent is that superman yeah superman um yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay sci-fi girl okay (laughs) okay marvel she's like different girls she's not like other girls she is really not like other girls no but um yeah it's just like i think and also if you're not gonna do that fine say it with your chest you know yeah don't say you're gonna do something you're not gonna do first of all clark kent's dc girl and not marvel i don't know i guess i'm not like other girls (laughs) you are um yeah i think that's the thing is the simple framework of that situation you were extremely uncomfortable because somebody literally said to you show us your tits but you shouldn't have to step up and say something in that conversation only if it personally insults you or personally puts you in a position of anxiety like i would like to think that if i was walking down the street with one of my guy friends and that happened to me that they would say something and it's not no that's not like you can keep your head down because it's not happening to you yeah but aren't you aren't you personally disagreeing with that? Like, aren't you- <laughs> Do you surely... want to see my t- <laughs> Do you? You could say so. No, but like, although it's not being directed to you, mm-hmm. you, I don't know, who am I pointing at? <laughs> although it's not being directly directed at your guy friend, surely you don't agree with this. Yeah. Surely you like are also finding it very odd that this man is saying this. Yeah. So don't act like, 
it's fine. Don't act like you've just heard somebody say, oh, the 49 bus is coming. Because that's not what was just said. He just asked me if I would show him my breasts. And yeah. I don't know this man. Yeah. So don't put your head down and act like you haven't heard and that you're not insulted by that. Because you should be. If yeah, you're not. you should be. And I think something else that I find really sinister is a lot of men that I think do react um, tend to be reacting in a violent way almost because somebody's insulted like their property and their that, girlfriend yes. their sister but it's not like because they respect this person as an equal it's because they've like tainted mm. or oh. i don't know strained black marked this girl or woman that they like almost own yeah and like absolutely. obviously that's not all men like obviously that's not all because no. i've seen it like it's really sinister it's really uncomfortable and it's like ugh, i don't know it's just no it, it's, totally... it's like they're reacting for all the wrong reasons absolutely and that kind of it breeds it leads us into this conversation of like masculinity and the the cultures that this that breeds this kind of attitude that men have towards women and, and fundamentally then leads into the issue of violence against women because yeah. it is an attitude and it's a perspective that is breeded in these cultures and I think but that... yeah what you're saying breeded in cultures but not fucking breeded biologically right no I think no, people no. think like it's rapists almost... are born <laughs> like yeah no they do or like it's just innate and it's a primal mm -hmm. thing in men like i understand that biologically men are generally stronger than women or bigger than women mm -hmm. but they're not more aggressive than women they're not more um like angry or threatening or violent to their counterpart gender yeah like biologically that's a social <laughs> tom phones and like i know <laughs> Like, have you met Lucy? No, it's, yeah. No, you're right. And it's, I think people also, the separation comes from as well of, so there's like bad people, there are rapists and murderers and all this, and they were probably born like that. So then that's fine because I'm not that guy. So yeah. phew, like whatever. <laughs> I'm like, the, the blame is off. But like. No one's fucking blaming you. Like you. No. It's like, it's structural societal socialization education mm -hmm. political mm -hmm. like rate like all of these spheres of um the construction of a society that are literally all ingrained yeah um that's not going to change through women begging men to change it's going to change from like huge revival of like the way that we conceptualize people gender like even like the porn industry the fetishization of young girls oh absolutely like that cannot that all feeds together and it's all interconnected um and like you can't just pick a little thread and be like um okay well we're gonna now put men in like on plainclothes police officers in nightclubs and like the problem solved it's done everyone <laughs> yay no i know i know and it's like that's when we talk about these systemic changes that need to happen whether it is in like sports sports culture yeah um the military is a completely different conversation completely mm. but the amount of um 
sexual assaults that happen in like the US military and then it all gets swept under the rug because yeah. it's just the culture there and it's just like yeah. the idea of like okay well we protect our like soldiers and whatever so this isn't going to get made public like this But isn't. I think it's so strange the way that we I think especially in western culture have um conceptualized what male strength is mm. and it's physical aggression yeah. and violence to protect or threaten other people right yeah so that's what we deem as strength but like if we could rejig what's that what strength means to us and what strength a strong man is mm -hmm. like a strong man that is someone that stands up for um people that are less privileged than them or stands up for women or calls people out like someone that like I, I know that it's hard and I know like in a group of guy in a guy macho setting like when there's ton a lot of testosterone in the room the guy that like calls out someone else is often like the quote-unquote pussy or, or like a snowflake yeah or yeah exactly but why is, why should that be the case like surely that's the strong man yeah that is anyway. yeah it is and it's like that is like nail on the head that's what needs to change is yeah. this attitude and i think all the small things that people might pick apart is just like too far and like fucking yeah political correctness gone wrong and all this kind of shite it's, you can't say fucking anything yeah you can't say fucking anything mm, how about we don't tweet rape a chinese yeah. and it'll just be a, like we'll all be fine like just you don't need to do that no but like that kind of idea of like like it's just boring it's boring as fuck for, to see someone pick apart, like, you know, the, say for example, the idea of like, if a guy, like in primary school, when you were a little kid, and like, if a boy's being mean to you, it's because he likes you. Like yeah. that, that seems so small, but this is like all these veins of a really disgusting ideology being expressed and yeah. all these different paths. And it's, it's, this is just the result of, an ideology that is in our society. It is, yeah. I'm not saying that if boys stop pinching girls on the playground <laughs> in primary school, then girl, we're fine. Yeah. No more women will be murdered. No more women will be raped. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, are you seeing how this is being like trickled down? Yeah. Are you understanding yeah, that yeah. this is so embedded into society's brain that little boys who don't know anything about gender politics are treating girls like that when they like like you think that that's and probably is how little boys treat girls when they like them mm. why are they being taught that yeah. where have they got that from yeah. you know like it's not it's not a small issue it's tiny issues that express a wider huge problem mm -hmm. absolutely mm. god god there we are we fixed it yeah so, cool <laughs> job done um no so i think we should probably look at so on our story, we asked people to um, kind of engage in this conversation yeah. and um, respond to a few stories that we put up. So we, would you like that picture I put up of us? When we I were, hate that picture. I knew you were going to say I that. think that's the worst photo of us ever. Why? Well, we're, do you know what? You look kind of fine. I look awful. I you look don't look awful. absolutely awful. Why do you look awful? I look like I'm on steroids. My face is that like... <laughs> chubby and swollen with alcohol right okay. that was when i was going through a phase guys what age were we 18 uh, that was in first second year of uni because alex is there as well remember we went to Kansas. Alex was there. so hi alex hi alex so you were probably 
19, I was probably yeah. 20 or 19 and 18. Um, so we asked people um, if, so we said, let us know one incident in which a man has made you feel extremely unsafe. Um, so one person has replied saying, um, when a guy wouldn't leave my flat after repeatedly telling him to leave. Yeah. That's scary. That's that so fucked up. Scary. I've had situations yeah. like that where like, even if it's like in a room, like how many times in university have you felt cornered in a room mm. or like stuck and trapped in a room because of a guy? And it is like that, that problem where like eventually they will let you go, but like they <laughs> let you go. <laughs> Literally listen to that language as if I'm like, yeah, that's casual. But like eventually they'll kind of give up or whatever. But like the fear of in between, why are you doing that? I the think first a lot of guys are like, no, I wasn't going to do anything. But it's like, yeah, but you knew that you were making someone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And but you, you were what, getting you're just going to try it that? anyway. Like, um, this one, oh my God, this one. I can only name one man who hasn't made me feel unsafe. That's so much to unpack. That's there. so sad. That is really sad. And I think. It's probably worth, like, every guy has a responsibility of, like, it kind of just goes back to, like, conversation, language, and attitude. Yeah. Like, people, men have a responsibility to change the way that they talk. And it's, like, that, I can understand where she's coming from when she yeah. says that, of, like, it's, Yeah. That's crazy. There's tons of like reports of people being followed or like mm -hmm. fell up in nightclubs. Like it's so weird how nightclubs have been become this like constructed space where it's like almost permissible to all bets commit are off. violence. Yeah. Like, literally all of my friends have had horrendous things happen in clubs. Oh, I've how many times have you even just been groped in a nightclub? Yeah. Which, but that to, to us saying that, it's like, girl, that's a Friday night out. Yeah, like, that, like, like that's... if you want to go out, then what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. But it is, isn't it? It is literally that yeah. whole, like, idea. I'm looking at um, one of the questions Lucy asked was, do you... To, for men, would you feel comfortable calling out another man for being sexist, misogynistic, talking about women in a degrading manner? 90% said yes, but, like, Okay, then do it. <laughs> no, on, I think girl. we, I don't know. I think our audience is very um, woke. Well, they're switched on to that kind of stuff, aren't yeah. they? But do you know what I really respect? Um, and looking at the votes, I know the person that, oh no, do I? Do I know that person? No, I don't. That's a lie. Oh no, I do. I do. Um, I thought that was something. Spit it out. <laughs> they changed their name on um, Instagram. But the person who voted no to, um, would you feel comfortable calling out another man for being thank you for being honest yeah absolutely. like do you know what thank you for acknowledging that and do you know what engaging with that story hopefully that is a call to action for change but thank you for acknowledging that it is like it's it's um like nobody's demonizing you for not as no well. like that's okay but it's like i think what you what they've done is been self-aware enough to recognize that yeah and like self-awareness really is what we want to see yeah absolutely things we like to see um you asked why did i just say that what things we like to see 
Um, you asked how long were you when you first experienced How long? Some... I said how young. Did I say that? You just said how long I'm were sorry. you? <laughs> <laughs> About this long. <laughs> how young? How young were you when you first experienced some form of sexual harassment? Oh my fucking god. 14, someone said 13. Oh my god, someone said 5 or 6. Yeah. I know. This is 12, the thing, is like 12, I kind of expected. 11, shouted out from a moving car when I was 12. My first thought was, oh no, it started so soon. The heart really does break. Well, seven. I kind of thought 12, when I asked 12, that, there would 15. be like a around number, an average of like 13, 14, 15, something like that. Probably. Yeah. But the fact we're seeing like seven, like I posted on the story just after that, somebody put five slash six and I put, I'm putting this here so people can see this, but like that person isn't the only person that's put an, an age yeah, that young. Yeah. There are numerous people that have put around seven years old, five years old, six yeah. years old. Um, but yeah, it's... And then uh, the last one that I asked was, do you think men care as much about the recent conversation around violence against women in, com in comparison to women, obviously? And um, 20... Sorry, no. 79% voted no yeah. and 21% voted yes. Um yeah i kind of i mean sums it all up doesn't sums it? it all up sums up what we're saying yeah so and i i want to make very obvious that we are fully aware um we're talking in like binary um yeah conversation here we're more than aware there is um more than just men and women um as far as gender goes but we're talking in the binary of um men and women the patriarchy <laughs> yeah the patriarchy exactly um and the like you said earlier the proportion of violence from um lgbt people which vastly vastly LGBT not from oh no not from, <laughs> not from they're not um they're not the arms. perpetrators yeah no but like yeah the the disproportion of um lgbt um plus people who are murdered and sexually assaulted and um etc especially trans people and especially trans people of color yeah. um we are fully aware of that but we so we'll sum up here i think we'll yeah. round it up but we this episode is we're so i'm so proud yeah that we're in collaboration with tom's totes um and dead boy designs to try and make a bit of a difference with this episode and with this conversation that's going on so we're um releasing a tote bag with tom's totes Designed by Dead Boy Designs. That's Tom. <laughs> um, not Tom's totes. This is so confusing. Tom's totes. his boyfriend. Yeah. So this tote bag um, will hopefully, we'll ask Kelvin, put it up on the screen just now. Yeah. All proceeds are going towards women's aid that um, provide really vital services um, in terms of helping vulnerable women in dangerous situations. Mm -hmm. um, we did a pre-order yesterday and it's already it's fucking sold, out. sold out i was working so i was like oh, i'll just get she on later. has no idea I, what's going on <laughs> i like log off and i was like cool gonna buy one fucking sold out sold out completely. which is amazing but also i want one so <laughs> i know the, so the pre-order is completely sold out um and the second pre-order will already have been up by the time this is up yeah. but it's in 40 minutes and um, like the second sale um it's 
an amazing cause, obviously, um, Women's Aid. You can look more into it yourself. But yeah, they provide a lot. Even like a really important service that they provide is like an online chat. Yeah. And I know that um, that can be extremely helpful to people who are just in dangerous situations. Yes. Um, so yeah, if you want to get yourself one of those tote bags to support them um, and Women's Aid, it's like I said, 100% proceeds going to them, then please do. It's a, also a sick tote bag. It's fucking sick. I it's, love the design. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, I wrote the thing on it on the Did you? on the signpost. It's my writing, so well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm an artist now. I don't know. Did boy designs your cancel? <laughs> it was me that did it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're so proud to be like doing this with Tom Stoltz because yeah. it's such a great <clears throat> thing. Um, it's like one of the bit, mo- one of the most proud I've been of something that we've done yeah. on this podcast. I feel very moved by the general support as well. Yeah, like on our Insta and stuff like that. Um, because obviously the personal is political and. It means a lot um, to have such a nice community yeah. of people. Um, <clears throat> but I thought maybe, <clears throat> my God. excuse me, Girl. to round off this rather depressing episode, right? Um, let's finish with two recommendations for the listeners. Okay. Two things you've been loving. Okay, you go first. Okay, well, first I just read Eat, Pray, Love, right? I know this is like a cult classic, um, and I know that the film is kind of shit, right. but oh my God, the book is incredible. It is so well written. It's so interesting. Um, and it's made me want to take a gap year and travel and live in an ashram and become a meditative queen. Okay. Um, but no, lots of really, really good lessons about life, about love, not just, it's obviously written from a woman's perspective, but I think anyone could read it and yeah, really get yeah, a lot yeah. of it. And honestly, it was such a nice, um, escapist book but also really informative and educational and I I really learned a lot and it it changed my perspective on quite a lot so would really recommend that if anyone's looking for a good book Mm -hmm. um what else have I been loving why don't I do one yeah okay let me think um book I've been reading actually as well is really good Mm -hmm. it's like it's escapism at its finest (laughs) it's very fun it's called the invisible life of Adi LaRue Oh, cool. um, and it's just it's like a little bit of um a little bit of love a little bit of magic as well mm-hmm. it's like a little bit it's got like a kind of like she has a curse on her so it's really good it's really well written um and the author is from portobello cool well actually no she's american but she lives in portobello right now um so yeah it's a really fun it's a really really good book really well written and it's just really nice to good. escape into my other recommendation is booking holidays because <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've done that. So Where are you going, girl? I'm going. So where am I going? I'm going to Aaron with my family for my grandma's 80th. Lovely. Girls are going to lodge in near Loch Lomond, um, which is fucking nice. I'm excited about that. And then Cammy and I are going. <laughs> we booked this, like, um, initially this, like, glamping pod. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so idyllic. It's so nice. Right. Um, turns out it was like bunk beds in this like circular little hut. No. And it made me think of you because I was like, you would fucking hate that. Yeah, I would hate so that. So we're doing that, but we've rebooked a different place because we were like, we can't do that. And then we're going camping on Sky, which is honestly going to be hilarious because last time we went camping, we packed up at like 4 a.m. and went home. I was going to say, why are you going camping? That doesn't sound fun at all. But <laughs> booking holidays, I... I'm romanticizing and glamorizing it. It'll probably piss us away and there'll be midges, but I'm excited about it nonetheless. Oh, totally. And then Ailey and I were obviously meant to go skiing. So we have all these like vouchers um, from the airlines. So hopefully we can go somewhere. That'll be fun. Yeah. So I would recommend that. It makes you feel really good. 
my bank my bank account wouldn't recommend it, but excited. Um, what do I recommend? I recommend. Oh, do you know what's been a hoot and a holler? I've been watching the Marvel films. Not, I know you're a big Marvel fan. You're um, sprouting <laughs> off Marvel. Clerkin. <laughs> I was watching, I was, we started watching the Marvel films in release order. Cool. Um, it's just. What was the first one ever released then? Iron Man. Oh. And then. Do you know which one I watched that I hated? Go on. It just wasn't funny. Deadpool. Really? It's shite. Yeah, Cam I was like, you will love this. I was like, you I know am, me, I am, not, one, not one bit. I'm not even surprised in the <laughs> fucking slightest that he loves that. That is Cammy through and through. I fell asleep and I was like, this is so shit. It's yeah. just like, like random. It reminded me of Kill Bill and you fucking love Kill Bill, but I didn't Do not. It. It, was violence. Violence. it was just unauthorised violence. It was just like, it was just like casual violence. That's the whole film. Her that's the whole tweet Kill Bill is a rape revenge film yeah but I get that bit of it and like the theme of it fine but like the actual film is just her slaying like 10,000 different people which she should I'm gonna stop you right there before you compare <laughs> Kill Bill to fucking Deadpool how I knew that actual dare you, you you're disgusting anyway we're gonna end it here because okay. I'm, I'm more riled up <laughs> than when we started the episode um, thank you so much for listening thank you um, so if much. you haven't like we said, check out Tom's totes and cop yourself one of these tote bags because mm-hmm. they're sick and they're going to a great cause. Um, but you can follow us on social media at Dead Talk Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, suggest new topics. We talk about uh, stuff like this every single week. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for listening or watching and goodbye. Bye.
Claro, eu.